the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Friday, the good thing. It's uh, the week is going to be over after, uh, for, at least for me, here at eight o'clock. And uh, I hope whatever you're doing as you're getting up to go to work or you're coming home from work, uh, that either your week is ending or if it's beginning, it get you get through it on on a smooth scale and your weekend before you is going to be a, a good one. I'm uh, going to go to the movies this weekend. I'm going to go see a new movie called The Courier. Um, I'm I'm interested in it because it's a a Cold War spy story, kind of like those old stories, those old movies like The Spy Who Came In from the Cold and and things of that nature. And uh, Cumberbatch is in it, so I like him. Now I like him best as Doctor Strange, but I think he'll play a, a British spy very very well. Joining us today, hey, it's Robert Steinbach. He comes in every Friday. He is a law professor over the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect those of the School of Law or the university. Everybody asks me, Robert, why I say that. It's a CYA thing for the university and for the uh uh, the, the school of law, and it, it gives them a way to be out because they're wrong on most of the stuff that they do. So uh, this way, you know, doesn't make doesn't make them look bad. Chris Corbett is here, and that's the guy that you hear laughing in the background. Chris Corbett is with us, lawyer here in Arkansas, specialty in engineering. He's out in Conway, and joining us from the. Uh, uh, the the uh, meeting going on at the Capitol with all of the uh, well the den of thieves as I like to refer to it all this guy this guy here tries to make sure the thievery doesn't go on uh, State Senator Dan Sullivan joins us and uh, if there's something we need to know about uh, that has happened this week that's important really important Dan what is it you can bring us up to date. Well, you know, it's kind of been the culmination. And by the way, thank you for having me on. And always good to be with the, the crew down there. Yeah, the uh, Senate Bill 301, of course, passed uh, in the House this week. And that's the bill that returns to fines. And, you know, we got in kind of a little bit of an argument or debate over whether or not all those fines were done uh, legally and constitutionally. Of course, the people prevailed, freedom prevailed, Good. and that the executive branch can't make and enforce law. Uh, Senator Hammer's bill to not be able to find restaurants for behavior of customers, that also passed. And, of course, the hammer Gasaway bill to end the emergency and um, uh, allow give appropriate authority to the uh, legislature 
um, passed this past week, I think, too, or before, since the last time I was on. So freedom has really prevailed in the past uh, week or so, and that, that's always good. Yeah, for my listeners, uh, just before we went on the air, I, I said what would be great for state senators and state representatives to do as they show up at the Capitol and they contemplate these, I don't know how many bills there's going to be, 2,000, 2,500, before they look at those bills and vote on the bills, here's the question they should ask themselves. Does this particular piece of legislation advance or deter freedom? If it deters freedom, it should never pass. If it keeps freedom thriving and, in fact, increases it, it should pass. That's just the way I see it. It's the way I look at it. Yeah, you know, a big part of that, Dave, is how we handle our money. Now, I'm going to post a little post here in a little while, but I was in a committee yesterday where we have the uh, Department of Commerce with Secretary Preston, and they take a lot of your money in, in taxes. And then they, through these little uh, commissions and boards, they distribute that money. And I was in a committee yesterday where uh, just asking for Congressional District 1, we have four in the state, that we get an appropriate portion of our money back. And one of the commissions, uh, they collect the money and then they make the rules on how they'll distribute it. Well, unfortunately, my congressional district has been getting 10% of the total money, which in effect, to give people an idea, that's about $60 million over the last three years, $60 million that we're giving somewhere else. And that's only 10% of what the pot is. So I was told by the commission that I just didn't qualify for District 1 to get our own money back. Now, think about that. And we had to add, we passed the bill out of insurance and commerce, but we had to add a portion to the law that says this board or commission, by law now, has to come out and train the people to apply to the government to get their own money back. (laughs) Now, just think about that for a minute. They have to train us, and they're forced to train us, so that we can apply to get our own money back rather than just let us keep it. And for example, you know, what I'm talking about, Jonesboro is a college town. We'd love to have a little bike path, walking trail for maybe two miles, three miles at most uh, from the college to downtown Jonesboro, which is thriving now. But we have to send our money into the state and then apply to get our money back for us to be able to build a little trail from the college to the, to the city. And we can't do that. We can't get it. So, again, freedom is where your money goes. Dan, if I can interrupt for just a moment, uh, you know, I I think we need to send you uh, back to a re-education camp in one of these (laughs) left-wing higher education institutions because you seem to be under the mistaken impression that money that you work for, money that you earn from your hard labor, somehow gets the descriptor yours. It's not yours, Dan. Yeah. You need to. You need to be. You need to be educated, as Chris will tell us, <laughs> that the money's not yours. It's a government. It's a government's money, yeah. and you're lucky to take a piece of it. And you should say, like Oliver Twist does, uh, more uh, gruel, please, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, obviously, I'm yeah, being we're... sarcastic, but this is the problem. Go ahead, my friend. 
We, well, we have, a, uh, you know, there are, of course, board members that are all around the state. And the board member for my district testified yesterday. And he testified that, yes, I talked to represent our Senator Sullivan uh, six months ago, and my recollection is different from his. And we kind of went on. <clears throat> but he said, I think Senator Sullivan's proposal could make it worse. It could get worse for us under his. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> under my representative, we're getting 10%. How much worse can it get that I have to apply for my money and I can't qualify for it? And this is the guy that represents my district. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, one of the things the bill does is reconstitute the board. It puts all of them on the shelf uh, and says we're starting all over because I want somebody who's going to be down there in those commissions representing me. Um, but again, they, you, you're exactly right. My own board member thinks that we, he, needs to vote to give our district money to another district rather than us keeping it ourselves, just to build a little walking track or, uh, you know, a pool or something. It's the, it's the mindset. Does it worry you that state government is beginning to act just like federal government? They're, they're expecting to be the repository and then the uh, that money goes to, and then they're the ones that are going to uh, divvy it up to everybody. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it, and it goes back to the same thing we just fought with, Dave, and with, with returning the fines and the executive branch making and enforcing law. That's happening on a a much larger scale nationally. And you're seeing it with uh, our borders. You're seeing it with the bills the U.S. government uh, is trying to do to confiscate your guns, track your guns, uh, shut down the, the uh, production of ammunition, uh, to stifle free speech. Matter of fact, I've been working with Rob on a free speech bill that didn't pass. That's and all right. the bill says, if you're standing outside the door, you have free speech rights. When you step inside the door, maybe two feet, all of a sudden now you have curtailed your free speech rights. It makes no sense. Uh, and we're coming back at that again this coming week. And I, I just hope it will pass and we'll get the votes to get it out of committee on the floor. But again, you're, you're telling people that I can take one step and diminish my constitutional God-given right to free speech. And we're having to fight for that. Yeah, we'll come back and we'll talk about this because this is a, a, a concept that is totally alien to me. When I went to college, uh, when you were in the dorms or you were in the, the student union or you were walking between classes, you'd be handed a flyer from somebody that were, was, uh, you know, getting you to think about something. And you can't I'm do offended. that anymore. I'm yeah. offended. That's right. You can't Sorry. do. You can't. You, I mean, you just am, can't. am I supposed to say? I just say that randomly now. You know, I'm like a like a stuck pig. I just scream it out randomly and hope I can get some comp- compensation. Therefore, it's amazing. It really is amazing what's going on. All right, it's uh, 17 minutes after six. Let me tell you our guests again: Robert Steinbach, legal professor over at the Bowen School of Law, is with us. Chris Corbett, practicing attorney at law in Conway and across the state. Uh, he's with us. He zeroes in, and his specialty is engineering law. And then state uh, senator Dan Sullivan is with us as well. Don't forget about David Lucas. David Lucas has a brochure out now that you need to get your hands on. It's called the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist. Typically, I... Uh, 
uh, say, you know, if you're 45 or above, this would be really good for you. I'm going to tell you, they should hand this out in high school before before kids start really working. So they start, uh, you know, saving their money early enough that they'll have enough to be able to retire on. I mean, right now they say when you retire, you should have like $2 million to be able to live the lifestyle that you're living currently. Uh, I can tell you I'm far away from $2 million. I think I have enough that I'll be able to make it. But uh, with the amount of money that the federal government takes from you, I'm just tell you, telling, and state government for that fact, uh, you've got to really know what you're doing as you go into retirement. And that's what this checklist is all about. 30 questions dealing from health care to uh, taxes to all kinds of things that maybe you haven't even considered when it comes to uh, things like, uh, um, you, know, uh, you know, your retirement. I mean, perhaps... Uh, I just got a text from uh, Robert. Maybe we only need another $1.9 trillion uh, that the government needs. That that money's going to come from you. Keep that in mind. Always remember your 401 is a joint account. It isn't all yours. When you start drawing that money out, about 25% of it belongs to uh, the federal and the state governments. That's what they're going to tax it at. That's at tax rates of today, which are at a 40-year low. And the way that they're fi- they're spending money in Washington like drunken sailors, uh, they're going to need to raise taxes. Keep that in mind. So call uh, over to David Lucas and be one of the first 10 callers and get a copy of this. 501 222 3315 or go on his uh, website com and get a copy of the ultimate retirement planning checklist. Are you ready to retire? All right, welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. If you just joined us, uh, State Senator Dan Sullivan is here. He's from the Jonesboro area. Also, Robert Steinbach is with us, law professor over at the uh, Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, do not necessarily reflect the school of law or the university. And Chris Corbett is here as well, and he is a practicing attorney in Conway, specialty in engineering, but he does a whole lot of other things as well. And Chris, we were taking the break just here this last few moments, and uh, you were going to ask uh, the senator a question uh, during the break. Ask it while we're on the air because it is a great question. Great. I was well. I was thinking about this money that's not being evenly uh, dispersed across the state, and I was wondering if there's some way that you could call the leaders of this commission together and do an audit of the money because because I know there's some checkered history well, I shouldn't yeah, there's some checkered history with the way some of this money is spent and investing in private businesses, quasi government private uh, you know, projects. Is there a way you could do that, Senator Sullivan? Well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely and that's what I did. This little commission right. called ADFA, Arkansas Development Finance Authority I just asked for all, through a FOIA, um, asked for all the ways the money was spent for these six or eight little different uh, buckets that they have. And when I found out that by and large, 30 to 45% of the money is going to uh, Congressional District 3, 
about 20 to 30 percent is going to Congressional District 2, which is Little Rock. District 3 is Northwest Arkansas, by the way. Uh, a smaller percent is going to Districts 4 and uh, 1, which is mine. So we, we actually got the money and found out that every one of those buckets, and we're not talking, you know, we're talking millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. And what I was told was that, look, there are, there's federal money at risk here, and if you want to make us to let you keep your own money, we're going to lose federal dollars. So you need to keep sending the money to us. You can't have your little bike trail or pool or whatever you want locally because we need you to give your money to the state so the state can direct it to other parts of the, of the state uh, who will benefit more than you. And I'm going, wait a minute, that's our money. Why would I continue to invest uh, in sending money to other parts of the state? Um, so, but you, you, yes, you, your answer to your question is yes. Yeah. That's what we as you, elected officials are supposed yeah. to be doing. I'd like to, I'd like to help you out in that, Senator Sullivan. I think there's one more step to go. Um, I remember something 10 years ago, Soul of the South was going to be this radio show. And I want to say $2 million was given to a private slash governmental project and it just poof it's gone like it was a loss and there's no telling where the money went once it leaves the government's hands are there i guess is there strings tied to it can i set up a company and just apply for the money and pay myself half a million dollars a year well it seems to me there's there, there should be some there might be some shenanigans going on with some of the money send me the form um, i want in yeah yeah, so it's just a, it's interesting. It, it reminds me of that guy. I remember the guy used to be on TV, and he had the question marks all over his suit. And he <laughs> said, you know, get my book, and I will teach you how to get free money from the government. Do you remember that, Dan? Oh, I remember I that book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah but, and again, it's, it just they, the government has convinced the people that you have to be qualified in order to keep your own money. You know, we went through this, this uh, I think it was yesterday, with the, uh, in, on the floor of the, of the Senate talking about telehealth. And the bottom line is, you know, if you're a patient and you're talking to a qualified, licensed Arkansas doctor, a doctor who's licensed in the state of Arkansas, wherever they are, but they're under the supervision of the medical board, that you're not capable of talking to your doctor and letting you and your doctor decide if you can handle this via uh, telephone or you know, your computer or you have to go into the office. You're not qualified to make that decision with your doctor. You have to have the state tell you whether you're qualified. They will set up the qualifications. And, you know, we, we exposed it yesterday in, in the, uh, uh, on the floor that I had the video uh, and the audio uh, of the, and again, FOIA, thank you, Robert Steinbuck. We, I did a FOIA between the medical society, the lobbyists, and the medical board, the people's medical board. And the medical society and the medical board are colluding to kill telehealth. We've got it on video, we've got it on uh, recording, uh, and we've got it through uh, transcripts. Uh, but we have to convince the people that the medical society, the lobbying group, is working with the board, who's supposed to be for the people. Um, they're working together to kill telehealth and keep the people from having freedom. I mean, if you don't want, if you want to go into the doctor, go ahead. 
but you can't tell the rest of us that we can't use telehealth in the form that the doctor and I agree is appropriate for my treatment. This is not a freedom issue. All right. Got to hold it right here because we got to go to the news and get uh, brought up in a minute about what's happening around the world. We'll do that. And uh, we'll come back and talk with the uh, state senator, Dan Sullivan, again uh, for the next half hour, along with Robert Steinbach and uh, with Chris Corbett. And uh, try to keep you up to date on what's going on. Uh, at the Big Mac building and at the Capitol. Are you, you guys are still basically in the Big Mac building, aren't you, Senator? Well, a lot of it is, but uh, most, you know, there are several rooms that are set up for video. So everything happens in a different room or video so that people can watch what's going on. Uh, right. Sometimes our website is right, hard hold, to navigate. Hold on. You can watch it all. News is next. All right, we're back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm looking up some information real quickly here. Uh, Dr. Eric Brown uh, was a man who is uh, my uh, journalism professor uh, at Moorhead State University. He has been gone for quite some time now, not from Moorhead, but from uh, Terra Firma. He passed away many years ago. Let me just tell you, if he was watching media now for the most part, uh, he's got to be rolling in his grave. Uh, you know, he, he, his whole his whole belief was what you what you see uh, on Dragnet. Give us the facts, just the facts. So, with that said, uh, I want to move over to uh, back to Senator uh, Sullivan because he is running a free speech bill, and it's an important free speech bill. Two years ago, we were able to get rid of those uh, uh, freedom of uh, what, freedom speech zones. I mean, it's free speech zones, right? Yeah, most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. That supposedly a university can tell everybody, well, you can talk here and say whatever you want, but you move four foot over to your left or right, shut your mouth. So now, what we got that passed now. What's going on now, uh, uh, Senator? If I'm correct, is that they can they lost control of the outside now they want to make sure that they have complete control on the inside is that kind of how this works that's exactly right that we're trying to give make sure and ensure that people students and teachers that have the same speech uh, rights as they step through the door that they do if they take another step and they're outside the door so uh, robert you've worked a lot on that with me you probably do a better job explaining it than I, but go ahead. Well, it's kind of you to say, Dan. Uh, You know, this all started uh, quite literally with the Dave Ellswick free speech uh, on campus bill. Dave had been uh, pushing this idea for some time, uh, and it got steam in the legislature last session. That passed overwhelmingly. And now uh, uh, Dan Sullivan, Senator Sullivan, Uh, said to me early in this session, he goes, well, we need to keep moving forward. Because if we don't move forward, we move backwards. That's right. And that that was the inception of this bill, which is a modest, incremental development forward, and it does two things. It brings in guarantees uh, of free speech indoors. So if you go to a common area, you can – Set up a booth, hand out a flyer, have a conversation without the man, without Big Brother looking down upon you, telling you you can't do this, you can't do that. And secondly, it says students and teachers, you have academic freedom, which means 
if you say something and somebody across campus says, well, I heard that Dan Sullivan or Rob Steinbach or Chris Corbett or anybody said such and such, and I'm offended because I'm a delicate daisy, the response to that person is, well, then you better buck up a little bit, huh? You better, you better learn to live in the real world, huh? So those are the two modest incremental changes. And, of course, the university systems uh, in Arkansas, by the way, this is ubiquitous ac- across the country, come in pulling their hair with their faces melting, saying, oh, hey, we don't understand these complicated words of English that you put in a simple <laughs> statute. We're so confused. Yes, we are literally higher education. But when you string these words together, it's as if we're reading Greek. Well, not Greek, because we teach Greek, so we should know that. Well, it's as if you're re- if you're writing in German, no, we teach German too. You take my meaning. So that's their first feigned effort of ignorance, and then they say, "Oh, we'll be so onerous." Own, you know, onerous. Freedom is onerous, right? It's easy for them to engage in totalitarianism, but freedom is onerous. I say that, of course, mockingly because it's all nonsense. They don't want a bit of their administrative control weakened for the freedom of people and for freedom of speech. And guess what? We're going to pass it. Uh, Your audience, Dave, lives within Jane English's district. So if you have an opportunity, give Senator English a call and respectfully and politely encourage her, as I believe she will already, but it's nothing wrong with a little more encouragement, to support Dan Sullivan's free speech on campus bill. Uh, it's really it's just such a simple concept. Of course, we have good supporters already. We've got um, uh, Charles Beckham, uh, a fantastic uh, supporter, uh, Missy Irving, uh, a a, a fantastic supporter. So we've got a lot of people who are behind this, and I think we're going to get this passed. But keep, let's keep the pressure, the polite pressure on. Well, you know, it's it's really wild because, like, I, I tell this story all the time, Robert, is that I sit here at 68 years old. I just turned 68 a couple, couple of weeks back. And at 16, I was involved in free speech when I was in uh, high school. And uh, getting, making sure that the school newspaper, that when we wrote columns for it, they couldn't be spiked or couldn't be canceled from being published by the principal. That that was the journalism advisor's uh, responsibility to sit down with us and help us to fashion the articles that, that we were writing. And uh, we should have the free speech to be able to say, you know what, having... Two, only two lunch periods is ridiculous. We need to have three. I mean, back then, those were the important issues that you were dealing with. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'd be talking about that kind of stuff. And we were fighting that. And at the same time that we were fighting that, in Berkeley, California, at the University of Berkeley, they were fighting just for free speech, that people should be able to stand up and speak freely anywhere on campus. Now, fast forward to, you know, 52 years, and we're fighting the exact same battle again. In Berkeley and in my high school, it was the conservatives that I was, I was battling. And uh, now, well, it's, it's not the conservatives, it's the liberals that we're, we're battling, which goes to show I am correct whenever I say that the extremes of the uh, liberta- uh, liber- liberty folks out there as far as liberals go or progressives 
Black Lives Matter, Antifa, those hooks, and the people that are on the right, white supremacists and all the rest, they all lead to the same place, which is totalitarianism. They both have gone to the exact same place about speech. That is something we all have to learn. More speech is always better than less speech. And I'll yeah, Dave, it's the same thing about we talked about a few minutes ago about your money, that you don't deserve to keep your own money. We'll take it, and then we'll dole it out as we think you need it if you apply. The same thing is true of speech. You know, we will maintain your speech. We'll, we will corral your speech, and we will let you talk when we want where we want, and if we're not happy with what you say, we'll stop that too. So our, you know, the freedom meter, uh, as you spoke earlier about, uh, people need to continue to fight for this. Again, no different than what we fought for uh, with the restaurants, our small businesses getting fined, uh, people's businesses being restricted, uh, all the restrictions that go on. It's that you are not uh, smart enough to know what to do to keep yourself safe. Therefore, the government will, and we will not even listen to your elected representatives. The executive branch will make the law, enforce the law, and you'll have as much freedom as we will allow you to have. Yeah, it's, it's you know, when it comes to government, they're always out to, to repress freedom. They're not there to grant more freedom for the most part. I mean, uh, Jefferson was very, very clear about that when he said the propensity of government is to grow. And by that, he meant to take control. And that's what they're doing. And it's what they continue to do. And it doesn't matter if you if you just give free reign uh, to, uh, you know, people on the right or you give free reign to people on the left. We always end up in the exact same place. We, the people, without our freedoms. And that's not good. I mean, look, it was you would, you would say it was the right, uh, you know, with the KKK and all of that, uh, you know, that they were repressing people's freedoms. And it wasn't just black people. People got to understand KKK was out to get the Jewish people. KKK was out to get Roman Catholics. It, it's the biggest. Yeah, you know? it's the biggest lie, Dave, that the government tells its citizens. Trust me. Trust oh. me, I have your best interest at heart. Right. And you know what's funny? Uh, I heard Dan Sullivan talking, to you, and when he brought it up, he started to question them. Then there's that little bitty thread out there. Well, don't question us. You may lose what you're already getting, even oh, though it's ten percent. It's just a little crumb here, but you're going to risk ten million dollars because you're going to question the big boys. We've you got your best interest at heart. Chris, <laughs> let me let me ask you this: Don't you take that yeah. as a as a veiled threat, I take that as a veiled oh, it's a, threat. It's the yeah, it is a veiled threat, but but it but it it it, it just rings true. Like, oh wait a minute, oh that that's what promotes this status quo, right? Oh well, wait a minute, I don't want to question that because they might well, keep more you know, of like my a, money. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So it's a uh, uh, he, he's in the battle, man. You're fighting good fight. Keep it up. Keep the Absolutely. question. No, it's not, it is not a veiled threat anymore. It's an open threat. Oh, it used to be a veiled threat. Now they come right out and they will uh, tell you, you know, if you run for office, we will have opponents because you're a threat to what's going on. They will tell you if you open your restaurant, 
or you have, we have people who had their mask down under their nose, still over their mouth, but you know how those things slip down. We have people being fined because there was on video of someone having their mask below their nose. And then they would tell the oh, restaurant, man. we will fine you $1,000, but if you, won't if you won't fight it, you can pay 250 and we'll let it go. Well, you know that, why I put... That's an open threat. You know why I pulled my even below my nose is because my glasses kept fogging up and I couldn't see yeah. the menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing you, Dave. And, hey, I, I got to eat, man. Big boys like me got to eat. I get hangry. Don't come over and tell me to move my mask. <laughs> Amazing. I'm hearing I'm hearing Robert in the background laughing about at that, uh, and he's saying Corbett's being honest right now. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, let's take let's take a let's take a, a big break here. We'll come back. We got one more segment. I want to go back. I, I want to talk more about this whole free speech thing again. I want to hear the reasoning behind why they're fighting against this. Uh, piece of legislation. We'll we'll discuss it when we come back. You got to hear this, folks. I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, I can go through how gun control legislation, how they passed it to make gun free zones for schools, and they use the commerce clause to do it. It's it's when you get into politics, sometimes it's very interesting to hear uh, what the logic is for what they do. Uh, Pat Davis is your health plan man and uh, he will make sure that you get a health plan a health care plan insurance that uh, is reasonably priced and does the job in taking care of your health first of all the first thing everybody has to understand when you go to the doctor all right, when you go to the doctor, it's not between your doctor and your insurance company or whatever. It's your body. It's between you and your doctor. Uh, that is very important that you understand. I've had people say, well, my doctor told me I should do this and I should do that. I'm not really sure about that. I said, well, go see another doctor. Get a second opinion. If he's not saying the same, then maybe you need to get a third. Remember, it's your body. You're responsible for your body, not him. Uh, they can save you 30 to 50% on health insurance uh, at uh, yourhealthplanman.com. Uh, these are great health plans. If you're a uh, self-employed person, you, you want to pay you know, what you have to pay to have coverage, but you don't want to have to pay you know, crazy amounts to get coverage. And let me just speak to the thing that they're, they've increased the uh, subsidies to people using government plans. Always remember this. Just like Jefferson said, a government big enough to give you everything is big enough to take away everything. If they can give you a big subsidy so you can buy one of their health care plans, down the road they can decide that, you know what, you don't need that subsidy anymore and you're still stuck paying for the, for the health care plan. And now it's, uh, you know, it's really expensive. Keep that in mind. You can choose any provider in the nation with uh, Dan uh, da or Pat Davis, and uh, last but not least, no co-pays. So it sounds too good to be true. I know it does. You call him and let him tell you why it happens and why it works. 501-605-6935 at yourhealthplanman.com. 
All right, so we got eight minutes left here with uh, State uh, Senator Dan Sullivan. And when he comes on, we love to have him here because, you know, he's privy to what's going on in, in the Senate. He's working his bills, and he's working pro-freedom bills. So let's make everybody make sure that you understand that, pro-freedom bills. And that's what every bill should be uh, pushing is pro-freedom. Uh, Robert Steinbach is here. Chris Corbett is here. Uh, Dan, we talked a little bit, and, and uh, Robert alluded to this, talking about some of the arguments that the universities make about freedom of speech. And as being the person who's uh, the main sponsor of that bill over in the, in the Senate, you have to sit at that meeting for the most part and answer questions from the committee members. Uh, and some of those questions come from people uh, outside the committee that are there at the behest of the committee, and uh, it's the universities. What are some of the What are some of the questions that you were getting from these people? I mean, they're ludicrous for the most part. But let me just turn it over to you, and you can tell my listeners. Sure. And first, yet people have to realize that we have a good free speech bill for outside of. Uh, outside areas, outside of, off of camp, not on campus, but outside. So we passed that two years ago. All we're trying to do is bring the same freedom inside so that you don't lose your freedom when you step over that threshold of that door. You don't lose that freedom. So when we testified and wrote the bill the first time, the universities came in, and as Robert said earlier, they, they just don't quite understand it, and uh, you know, they're afraid that they'll lose control. Uh, so they had said, well, we don't like this word here. We don't like this word here. So we went back and made, uh, along with Robert working with us also, we made changes to those words. Okay, this is what we've heard you say. We came back in and said, are you guys okay with this too? Well, no, we don't, we don't like that word either. Uh, so, you know, what they essentially say is uh, um, we don't like anything you're proposing. You can't make any changes that will satisfy us. So I met with uh, one of the gentlemen outside who works for one of the universities. He's a lobbyist for one of them. And he said, well, we're afraid that people will block the doors. Well, that's against the law already. Well, we're afraid people will block the hallways. Well, that's already against the law. Well, we're afraid they will protest in the hallways outside. Well, that's also against the law. Well, we're afraid that they will uh, um to be disruptive in class. That's already against the law. So they really have no arguments other than they just want to be more in control. Robert, you were there. You heard some of their arguments. Amen, brother. You know, here's what they said effectively. Hey, we're afraid that this will cut down on our unlimited totalitarian discretion. And therefore, we're going to pretend that the simple words that Dan Sullivan put in his bill, A, are confusing. They ain't. And B, that they're onerous. They ain't. But that's what lobbyists and bureaucrats do. They claim confusion as they collect your tax dollars on six-figure salaries and try to restrict the freedoms of Arkansans. And if we have our way, and I think we will, uh, Arkansans will regain some of their freedoms. Yeah, and this is your kids that are going to university. And for the most part, a lot of times it's kids that are now telling people to sit down and shut up because you don't have the right to say what you believe. That's that's 
To me, I, I it, it's mind-boggling to me. One of the one of the parts they disputed was that we said you have you know, there are uh, designated public areas. As you walk into campus, you know what those are. Those the the uh, cafeterias and the student unions and those places. And we and we defined those in the bill. And we said those public areas are free speech zones. So the colleges said, well, we don't like the fact that you're designating what those public areas are. So we said, okay. We'll write into the bill that you get to decide what the public areas are. And you get to be the ones that decide what areas indoors are those public areas. They said, well, we don't like us deciding what the public areas are because we'll get in trouble. So we said, well, okay, we'll we'll be the ones that will find that. No, we don't like that. So it just is a vicious circle. Uh, And the fact is that they just do not want, the colleges do not want people to be able to make those decisions on their own. You know, I get excited when I hear about this, you know, that they don't want you to speak out in cafeteria. One of the great comedic collegiate movies of all time is Animal House. Do you do you remember there's a scene in there where a guy stands up in the cafeteria on the table and starts talking to the to the to the students? What they're saying is, you can't you can't do that now. You can't do that now. Think about that. Well, again, uh, we did think about it, and that's why we're running the bill. You know, our our freedom freedom bill, freedom of speech bill for outdoor campuses, our outdoor areas. If you remember, uh, Robert and Dave and Chris, those that was uh, leading legislation nationally. And I ended up getting a right. call from the Trump administration and going to the White House to watch President Trump sign uh, that executive order that allowed the same bill that we passed, uh, promoted that nationwide. So Arkansas led in that. Another of their arguments that you hear against this bill is nobody is allowing free speech on campus uh, indoor. Nobody has I the indoor you. legislation. I got you. We're out of time, guys. I, we got to okay, move thank on. You. Thank you much, uh, Dan. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Chris. God bless. Jo- Joel Johnson is up next. He's going to tell you some important information that you need to know to save money for your home. That's all coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. And Joel Johnson is going to join us. He is the head honcho, main bottle washer, and the man in charge of, of course, PI Roofing, along with his wife, Veronica. And it's good to have him with us. Let me just say that uh, Joel has been one of the uh, sponsors of the Dave Ellswick Show uh, since the Dave Ellswick Show basically came on the air here in uh, central Arkansas. And I am very 
uh, happy to be able to say that. He's put a roof on my house. He's, his people have been out at my house a few times because other people have left holes in my house, like DirecTV, and uh, had, have, yeah. fixed that, have fixed that for me. And they're, uh, they do a great job, and they are wonderful to work for. But something that you might know. Thank you, Dave. I, yeah, well, I mentioned this about you, Joel. You're a great Christian guy. You you are honest, and you and you go out of your way uh, to tell your customers that they are important to you, and that you're yes. going to give them the best uh, job you possibly can give them. And uh, l- let's talk about something else that you do. Uh, when I had my nonprofit, Arkansans, uh, you know, helping their neighbors, basically. Uh, you used to work uh, with my nonprofit to repair people's roofs at no cost. You have taken right. that and kept it going with your company. Talk a little bit about how people that maybe, let's say they're elderly, they're on a fixed income, they've got problems with their roof, uh, they can't fix it, or if they do fix it, maybe they got to go without some medicines or go without food. Uh, right. How you how you have worked to to help people? I mean, you're the you're a, a great poster child for business as a community helper. Well, Dave, it's kind of early for all that uh, all that kind of talk. I'm not. Uh, I don't like really talking about stuff like that. Uh, but we. Um, you know, we love to give back to the community. We've been in, the, in this community for over 20 years. Um, love Arkansans, love Arkansas. Um, and I guess you probably inspired me to keep that little tradition going about being able to, you know, replace somebody's roof for free. Um, it's a it, it's a great it's a great feeling to be able to do that for somebody. <laughs> yeah, wow. it is. Yeah. But it's a, you know, you, you see the emotion on their face when, you know, you give them something that they can't afford themselves. And here they're, you know, their, their home may be in disarray and they, you don't know what's going on in their life from maybe medical bills to divorce or, you know, there's no telling what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And for us to come in and do something as, say, as simple, you know, we do it every day, as simple as replacing a roof, but not having to, uh, make them pay for it. It's a, just a great feeling uh, for me personally, and then for our whole company for us to get around that and uh, and really do something like that. That's uh, that expensive for a customer, uh, but be able to do it for free. So we do have some other partners that help us with it. Um, we, we'd love to have more partners that could help us, you know, uh, take care of the cost of those. We could do more of them. Um, I, I won't, I'm going to do it no matter what. Uh, we were trying to do one a month. Uh, we did that uh, several months in 2019, and then a couple in 2020, and then things just really got crazy with the whole pandemic and and all that. Right. So, I want to kick that back off again for this year and try to find some partners that know of people that really need the service, and then partners that could really help us, you know, pay for some of that because it is expensive. Yes, it is. And and yeah. sometimes sometimes the customers don't even need a whole new roof. You know, we can get up there and go, hey, you know what? I know you, you, know, you think you need a new roof, but you really don't. We can just, you know, do X, Y, and Z and take care of it for a while and then get them on a maintenance plan so we can keep an eye on it, make sure they don't get other damage or squirrels are, are just horrible to a, to a roof, <laughs> if you can imagine that. 
Yeah, I can imagine. I'm going to tell a story. Uh, I didn't t- look. I haven't talked to Joel about this, but I'm going to tell a story about Joel here and because I like bragging about PI Roofing because they are the things that I look for in a company. I mean, they're honest, they're dependable, they're professional, but they also give back to their community. And I think that's really, really an important aspect of PI Roofing. Uh, we had, when I had my nonprofit, uh, we had a, 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 a couple that had a house that, uh, because of uh, health problems, just could, didn't have money to get it fixed. And uh, we decided we were going to help them, and we got Joel involved. And uh, as Joel said, they, they tried to, you know, do, do what they need to do to make the, 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 the roofs workable. Well, in this case, the, the roof was in horrible condition. Let me tell you what PI Roofing did. They went in, and they took that roof off, basically. Uh, they took it off. They put, they took the insides, replaced all that stuff for the inside. I don't know what all the pieces are called, but they rebuilt a completely new roof. Now, I wasn't expecting that. I know the homeowner wasn't expecting that. But when it was said and done, I, I stood with that couple out in their front lawn, and they, with tears in their eyes, were thanking me. And I said, don't thank me. You thank Joel Johnson and the great folks over at PI Roofing. So that's just one of the great stories about you, Joel, that I know you don't you. bang your own horn about that. So I'll bang it for you. How's that? Well, I appreciate it. Well, it, it, it brings tears to my eyes when I think about it because you've seen the, the looks of thankfulness on people's faces. You know what that does to you inside. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, oh, yeah. it's just um, it's a major, uh, uh, an amazing thing. All right, let's mo- let me move on now. Okay, so if somebody wants to be part of this, uh, should they just call, should they call you at seven zero seven thirty five fifty one? Is that what they should do? Uh, you can. It might be better to go to our website and just uh, fill out a contact page, and just okay. uh, that'll come to me and also to the office. But just let let us know what you're wanting to do. If you if you know of someone that needs a roof or repair, or if you uh, want to be a part of you know donating, you can pay directly to the to the supply house. If you you know if you don't want to give us money, that's fine. We'll let you pay for the materials directly. Uh, whatever you know, however we can make it work is uh, is fine with me. But uh, piroofing.com. Um, let us know that you heard us talking on the Dave Ellswick show, and then just put in the comments there what you want to do and. And we'll, uh, I'll get back with you. Probably yeah, this personally. is this is a thing where you know Joel wants to do good, and you listening to the show. If you want to help, this is a an opportunity for you to do good. So keep that in mind. Go to piroofing.com and uh, just fill out what it is that they need filled out for you. All right. Since I've got you on, Joel, I'd be remiss. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. You were well. Another say. thing, um, we we like to we like to have a group show up when we do the roofs. Um, right. I brought our Razorback trailer out there and cooked hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff for the crew and the and the community. Um, helped pick up trash for the guys that are tearing the roof off and all that stuff. So if people just want to be involved, just to show up and show support for that whatever community we're doing the roof in, that would be awesome too. Um, so you can go to our Facebook page and kind of watch for that. Uh, we'll try to promote that a couple weeks before we do the roof, and then weather is always a factor if it sure. you know it, it's still it can't do a roof in the rain even though it's for free. <laughs> right. uh, but keep up keep up with that, and we'd love to have more people show up and just show support for that community. 
All right, let's uh, let's talk before we go our break here. I got a couple breaks I got to get to. Uh, let's talk about roof maintenance. You guys come out. If somebody will call you, you'll go out and look at their roof. A lot of times, uh, if they've done business with you in the past, you know how long it's been since their roof has been put on. You may show up right. with the appraiser at the time you come out to look at the roof because you know there's going to be some issues, correct? Yeah, so uh, a couple things with the roof maintenance plan. Um, everything needs maintenance, even maintenance-free gutters. I know they sell them, they're you know, maintenance-free, but if you read the fine print, you still have to maintain them somehow, keep them cleaned or whatever. A roof is no different. A roof is just always working. Um, your air conditioning unit, you have maintenance on that. Your car, you do maintenance on that. Those have a lot of moving parts, but your roof is being baked in our Arkansas sun and uh, squirrels and hail and wind and uh, trees, all that stuff affects your roof. So we just like to get up on the roof once a year, do a physical inspection of it, and probably clean out gutters, clean off any debris that's on the roof, and hopefully give you a free bill or clean bill of health. That hey, your roof is great. That's a mm-hmm. great feeling there. Or you know, we would let you know what's wrong with the roof and maybe how much life it's got left in it. Yeah, I know that I've got to call and get that set up because uh, I think you put my roof on about 16 or 17 years ago. So I got to think yep. that there there might be some issues uh, that are going on. Maybe it's time to put a new roof. When we come back, uh, let's talk about your last roof that you ever have to put on your house. Let's talk about that because you say that at times. You explain what you mean yeah. to my listeners when we, retu- when we return. Joel Johnson is our guest. He is the – are you CEO, FEO, what, 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 CFO? What, what's your official title? I, I think president is, the, is my title, yeah. Okay, president. Okay. El Presidente is and with us today. Washer. <laughs> He's with us right? today. <laughs> Joel Johnson is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He has been a supporter of the Dave Ellswick Show for 20 years. He's an amazing individual. He's got an amazing company because he teaches his people how to do this business and do it right. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back with more in a moment here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you. 20 minutes after 7, Rush Limbaugh's daily update coming up at 7.30. But right now, Joel Johnson, president of uh, PI Roofing, is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, let me say again that uh, PI Roofing is the longest-running advertiser on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, my thanks to uh, Joel Johnson for being involved with my show for that long. It's been a pleasure. well, it's, it's just great. I can't, I can't say enough about that. Well, let's go back and talk about uh, roofs. Uh, you, you make a statement, and you've made it on my show about now you can put on the last roof you'll ever have to put on your house. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and what, what all that entails? Well, back in uh, 2014, uh, my wife and I wrote a, a book about the last roof you have to pay for. So if you want to pay for your last roof, um, buy it from PI Roofing. And the the system is the material that we buy these days um, is no longer limited by um, the amount of years. So in the past, uh, we've had like an architectural shingle that was limited to 30 years. 
Right. So after 30 years, the manufacturer would say that, hey, you, you know, you're, we can't warranty that shingle to be any good anymore. Uh, but several years ago, probably back in 2011, maybe a little bit before that, all the manufacturers had tested their shingles, and they're like, hey, you know what? We don't have to limit these things to 30 years anymore. The technology is, is so advanced you know, everything's advancing in technology, even um, roofing and construction materials. So the manufacturers all got together, and everybody's trying to one-up each other anyway. But they said, look, you know what? We're going to make these lifetime shingles. You shouldn't have a problem with these shingles if they're installed properly for your lifetime. Now, what is the, what kind of time frame is on that? It's more than 30 years, maybe 50 years. Uh, something like that. So what I said was, well, you know what? If the manufacturer is so proud of their product and they're going to say that it's not going to fail, then I'm going to say that my labor, we're using skilled roofers and craftsmen to do details on the roof. We're going to do such a good job that our stuff's not going to fail either, right? So if, right. You, if you install the roof per the manufacturer's installation instructions and you keep up with the current code for the state of Arkansas and each municipality in Arkansas, there's no reason for the roof to fail. Now, a couple stipulations is, you know, if you don't do any roof maintenance to it and you get a bunch of squirrels up there, or, you know, a bird dies on your roof and a raccoon gets up there and, you know, not just going after the, the critter that died, but they start tearing into the roof. Right. You know, that that's an insurance claim. That's, you know, that's something that we can't control. And then the other thing would be any type of storm damage. You know, if your roof gets hail or wind damage or, you know, God forbid, a tornado, those things are just terrible. Uh, but if something like that happens, you know, an insurance claim is going to take care of your roof. So we're saying, look, if you buy a roof from us, we're going to install it so well that you'll never have to buy another one. If you need another roof, it's going to be an insurance claim. Right. And all you have to do on that is pay your deductible and you get a free roof. Yeah, you talked about not only is it the materials you use, but the people that you use to put those materials on somebody's roof. Talk about that. I know that yeah. you're always looking for qualified roofers, but that's the Absolutely. main part. You, you know, you're looking for people, and you don't just put a person up on a roof and say, okay, show me. No, 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 no. You, you test them, don't you? We do, yeah. We've got a couple different uh, testing methods, and we also um, have uh, uh, bought in with the National Roofing Contractors Association. Uh, they're kind of the, you know, they want to streamline the processes. Roofers don't really have a, a union or a, a really good structure, so the National Roofing Contractors Association has put together some uh, some guidelines for installation, for training, safety, all that stuff. So what we try to do, well, what we do is uh, we bought modules from the NRCA and we we bring that in-house and, and train our guys. So at least once a week, the guys are all getting training on uh, roof application, customer service, uh, safety, all those things, because we don't want to send a guy out to your home or your business and them look like a roofer. You know, we always we always have that idea in our in the back of our head that construction guy, that roofer comes out to my house. We want to have nice looking trucks, nice looking people coming out there. You know, they they smell good in the morning, they smell bad in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a it's a hot, a dingy job out there. Um, but yeah, we we want the the most professional guys we can uh, and gales to come out to your home and and do the service and and work on the roofs. 
Yeah, let's talk about One thing about I do want to... Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me, let me go ahead and throw this out there before we run out of time. Okay. I haven't done this before, but I know we're going to have – I just have a feeling we're going to have a, a really big year this year since uh-huh. we didn't do a whole lot last year with a lot of roofing. Um, I want to give every one of your listeners that, that goes to our website $500 off of a roof. and then wow. You don't have to use it right now either. Everybody gets $500 off a roof. That's All you have amazing. to do is go to our website – um, let us know that you heard about this on the Dave Ellswick show, and we're going to open up an account for you, like a virtual savings account in our system. And whenever you call in for a, for a new roof, we're going to go ahead and just credit you five hundred dollars towards a roof. Oh, that that's great. That's why you're the best. I mean, you're the best, Joel. I I don't I don't yeah, thank you. I say that all the time on my show. You're the best roofing company, I believe, probably here in Arkansas and maybe even across the United States. Well, thank you. Well, Dave, we just do so much advertisement. You know, we spend money on billboards and truck wraps and, Mm -hmm. you know, radio, TV, all that stuff to get the word out. But I'm like, you know what? Why not give the money directly to the people? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not doing a stimulus plan, but I'm just saying I want to give the people that, that need the money you know, the money. So if you do have an insurance claim, that's going to help you with either your deductible or an upgrade. You know, let's put that enhanced ridge on your roof or upgrade from a three tab to an architectural shingle. Or if it's just coming out of pocket, 500 bucks goes a long way towards a $10,000 roof. All right. You hiring right now? You looking for roofers? We need some people, yes, sir, Dave. Again, we're we're doing some advertising. We we think this is going to be a you know the storms are coming this year. We've already seen the the wind and hail come through already. So I need I need guys and gals that and you don't even have to know anything about roofing. You can't be afraid of heights, and you need to be able to climb a ladder. You know, and we can bring you in the office and and kind of work you through some of that stuff in the warehouse. Uh, but anybody that's looking to work. We are looking for you. So service people, uh, service sales, getting in attics and finding solutions, and then just sales people that can go out and inspect roofs for any type of damage and then help the customer through the buying process of you know what they want and what they really need for their roof. And this is residential and commercial. Yeah, you do it all. You guys do it all. You do spiked, you know, you you do peaked roofs and you do flat roofs. You do it all. Uh, we love flat roofing. roofing. And flat roofs should not leak. People tell me all the time, we're going to put a pitched roof on this flat roof. I'm like, why? They're like, because it leaks. I said, well, there's something wrong with it. They're like, yeah, we know. I said, well, <laughs> let us fix it. <laughs> That's good. Like that. Well, no one's been able to fix our roof. I'm like, well, we can do that. We'll fix it. Yeah, you no problem. You, you don't repair roofs, you fix roofs, you know, you that's what you do. If we can, we'd rather just fix it than spend a bunch of money replacing it. But if you want to replace it, by all means, we'll replace the roof. All right. Joel Johnson, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I want to have you on here in a couple of weeks again to talk about storm season because there's a lot of things to talk about storm season, like people coming from out of state and taking people for their money and how you can keep that from happening. Joel, thanks so much for the time. I know you're really busy. I appreciate your time here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Have a good day. 
Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Yeah, Jill Johnson here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Great guy, super business. They're the only roofing company I've ever used, and they're the only roofing company I can tell you right now that I intend to use. And uh, i got to give him a call or his people a call. I don't call Joel. He's busy, busy, busy guy. But uh, I'll, I'll get his people and set up for them to come out and take a look at my roof. Because, like I said, been 16 years, probably need to have it to a real good once-over this year. All right, Rush is up next, and I'm back with Matt Smith. We'll talk movies, tickets for Godzilla and King Kong. All right. Back with you here on Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, you haven't heard me talking about St. Clarity Residential Cleaning this week. Uh, we had to get them all ready to go come back on the air, and they are back on the air. Good to have them back on the air. Uh, they're going to join me next week. We're going to talk with them, uh, and I want to talk to them about uh, their uh, whole work that they do with people who are having uh, difficulties uh, because of loss of loved ones during COVID-19 and things of that nature. There's a different way that they take care of cleaning your house. Because uh, sometimes when people are grieving, uh, there may be a part of the house that they don't want you to go in and clean. Maybe, uh, you know, a, a child died or a mom or a dad, and maybe that mom and dad were we're living with family, and perhaps you, they don't want you to go into that room and do anything to it right now. Uh, the folks at St. Clarity uh, Residential Cleaning uh, does a great job of uh, making sure that all of that is uh, respected. And uh, uh, happy to tell you that they're, they've gotten involved with uh, the suicide prevention people, and they're working uh, with them as well. Uh, they were asked by those folks to help them, uh, you know, be able to get people's homes cleaned and things of that nature, and they're doing that. They're a great company. They do a great job, and uh, you can save half uh, half price right now on getting your home cleaned. If you've got a 2,500-square-foot home, typically that would cost you $300 to get it cleaned. Uh, St. Clarity... Uh, we'll do it for you. You call us first at 404-6560 and buy a certificate that gives you 50% off. So you only got to pay $150. You don't get shot, you know, shorted on what they do. They do exactly for you what they do for the person who's writing the check for $300. Uh, but uh, it's just their way of working with us and giving you a, a really good opportunity to get a deep clean for your house. And here it is. It's spring. It's time to do a deep clean. In fact, I'm going to buy one of those certificates. i, I got to tell you that my, my wife has snuck into the living room now while I'm finishing up the show. But uh, she's hearing this. I'm buying that $150 gift certificate for her so that she can get our house deep cleaned as well after all this painting is is done and finished here at the homestead. So you call us, 404-6560, get yourself a certificate for 50% off, and then you will have the uh, professionals of uh, St. Clarity Residential Cleaning coming uh, to your house and going through your home and talking to you and getting your house spick and span. I mean, you know, it'd be like one of those commercials. You open the door and there's that little area, a little star goes ding. You'll get that. All right. No, I'm just kidding. It, it won't do that, but it'll be clean. You'll walk in, you go, ooh, smells clean in here. All right. St. Clarity 
residential cleaning. All right, with that in mind, uh, I want to talk about uh, movies. I'm going to go see a movie this weekend. I've already talked to my uh, friends, and we're getting together, and our wives, and we're going to go uh, see uh, The Courier with uh, Cumberbach. He's uh, playing a Cold War spy, from what I understand, and I love those type of movies. Uh, go back, and I, I'm, I'm going to assume that this is not uh, current times. This is back during the Cold War with Russia. Is that is that right, uh, Matt? Yes, yes. The Courier is new today. Uh, it's PG-13. Uh, got an 86 um, review today in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. They really liked it. It's an hour and 51 minutes long. Uh, you got Benedict Cumberbatch. He's in the film. Jesse Buckley, Angus Wright, uh, Rachel Brosnan's in the film. Great movie. Um, it's set during the um, 1960s. There you uh, go. Yes, right in the you know deep, uh, deep, deep, tough times of the Cold War for sure. Yeah, Cuban Missile Crisis, all of that. You know, all the all the things that were going on is, you know, we weren't friends with the Ruskies. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Now this is this is based on um, you know real life events. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's based on real things that happened. Um, and, you know, his undercover work, what he did uh, to help uh, during that whole situation with some people trying to defect from the uh, communist bloc, um, dealing with the Soviets, things he did undercover, uh, dealing with KGB. I mean, it's it's a cool espionage thriller, no doubt about it. It's like I'm a, here's for people who like these kind of movies. Let me let me give you a really good movie to look at, and that is the spy who came in from the cold. That is what this kind of movie is like, and I'm really I'm looking forward to seeing it. What was the one that came out not too long ago, with Gary Oldman? Uh, that was kind of like this as well. It was a really good movie as mm. as as well. I'll, I'll I'll come up with it before we we well, leave. It was in our that half t- hour. Uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier. That was it. Tinker yeah, is that Taylor. The one? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was another great. I see. I like those kind of movies, and and uh, you just never know who the good and the bad guys are. Now, Cumberbatch is a good guy in this movie, but it, it you know some of those movies you can't tell with the agents and the double agents and the and the you know the film fatales and all of that that are <laughs> are at work uh, well, with the, with the governments. In the Courier, uh, his character. Uh, really did these things. I mean, this is a real now, guy. That's what's going to be this good. Based on his true events. I mean, it's it's kind of um, it, it's hard to believe this this guy pulled these things off, but he did. Well, I'm looking uh, forward to seeing it. It's been one of it's been on the top part of my list of movies I didn't want to see or I did not want to miss. That's what I meant to say <laughs> I, uh, when, I, it, when it came well, out. You 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 get to know the character. And you think this guy can't do this, uh, but he pulls it off, which yeah. which is I mean, it, it it's it's very it's cool. I I think you'll really like it. I'm glad you're going to go check it out this weekend. Oh yeah. And of course, it's playing all the theaters. I mean, you can see it in Batesville, Searcy, Cabot, Hot Springs, and of course at Riverdale Ten in Little Rock. And it's Riverdale10.com for our website. Uh, just pop over there and 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 check that out. That's new this week. Uh, we've also got new this week. Last call. Uh, that's a new one this week and. Um, it has Jeremy Piven, 
Darren Manning. Love Jeremy Piven. He's a good actor. He's not used enough. He's a good actor. Bruce Dern's in this film. No. You know, he shot your buddy John Wayne. I love Bruce Dern, though. <laughs> I love Bruce Dern. Such, I'm, you know, it's amazing that he's still acting because he had been sick a few years ago, and he's back on the big screen again, and he's doing great stuff. Jamie Kennedy, uh, who got his start doing advertisements for Blockbuster, he's in this film. <laughs> Zach McCowan and Jack McGee. Uh, a real estate developer returns to his old Philadelphia neighborhood and must decide to raise or resurrect the family bar. And it's cool. It's called Last Call. It is new today. It's at Riverdale 10, so be sure to check that out, Riverdale10.com. Uh, we are still playing Long Weekend, which is a rom-com. That's at Riverdale 10. And, of course, we have The Father, uh, nominated for six Academy Awards, and that stars Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. And, uh, of course, Olivia Williams. And that is up for Oscars this week, Riverdale10.com. Minari, also an Academy Award-nominated film, playing at the Riverdale 10. Uh Uh, The film was set in Arkansas in the 1980s on a farm, and it's written by an Arkansan. We are screening Nomadland with Francis McDormand, also nominated for an Academy Award. Still playing Judas and the Black Messiah from Warner Brothers. Another film, a nominated for Oscars this week. That's still playing. Uh, so The Father, Nomadland, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Minari, all up for Oscars, all nominated for Academy Awards this week. They're on the screen at Riverdale 10. Still playing Crude's A New Age for the Kids. We'll have that on next week uh, for spring break uh, with some matinee showtimes. Raya and the Last Dragon from Walt Disney Pictures, also PG for kids. And, of course, Tom and Jerry. PG for the kids from Warner Brothers, still on the screen, and we're playing the uh, science fiction thriller Chaos Walking from Lionsgate. We'll have matinees every day next week at all five of the movie theaters because the local schools are out for spring break. So check the website, Riverdale10.com, for your features and showtimes. All tickets are $5 on Tuesday. We've got some dollar candy specials, $3 nachos, $5 popcorns. Those concession discounts are running every day. And every ticket's $5 on Tuesday. Open every day for matinees next week at all five locations, and those are discount tickets. So be sure to check it out. All right. Now, let's talk really important stuff. Uh, On the 31st of this month, the movie that I have been waiting impatiently for for the last year, Godzilla vs. King Kong, will debut on the big screen all across central Arkansas with you. And uh, can people buy their tickets right now so that they can be at the first showing for that? Yes, tickets are on sale right now, uh, and that is Wednesday, March 31st, 7 p.m., Godzilla vs. Kong. It's PG-13. You get those tickets at Riverdale10.com. In Cersei, it's CerseiCinema.com. CabotVIPCinema.com in Dave's hometown. HotSpringsVIP.com in Hot Springs. And, of course, Oaks, VIPCinema.com in Batesville. Now, Godzilla vs. Kong, 7 o'clock on the 31st. Those tickets are on sale. We also have Nobody with Bob Odenkirk and Christopher Lloyd and Connie Nielsen, Gage Monroe. And, of course, uh, Bob Odenkirk stars currently in Better Call Saul. And, of course, he was a character in Breaking Bad. His movie Nobody starts Thursday the 25th. Those tickets are on sale now. Another cool movie starting on Thursday, the 25th, at 6 Minutes to Midnight, with uh-huh. Dame Judi Dench, 
Jim Broadbent, Eddie Izzard, David Schofield, and that is set during World, the summer of 1939 and World War II, Six Minutes to Midnight. That starts on the 25th. Uh, a lot of cool movies coming up. Um, of course, April the 2nd, we have The Unholy from Sony Pictures Classics. It's a new horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, April the 9th, Voyagers, new science fiction film from Lionsgate Entertainment. April the 16th, Mortal Kombat is on the big screen from Warner Brothers. And I can finally answer Dave's pounding question of the Jason Statham movie, Wrath <laughs> of Man, from MGM wait. Pictures. We finally have a date of April the 23rd. All right. I'm looking. That that has gotten really good uh, initial, you know, talk. I mean, they're, Scott they're saying that this is thing. a good one. Yeah, I mean, they're hey. saying it's a great movie. I can't wait. I just Jeremy can't Donovan's wait. in it. The trailer looks great. But, you know. Just directed by Guy Ritchie. It's an action film. Directed yeah, by actually, Guy Ritchie. Come on. Jason yeah, Statham. How can you go I, wrong? I'm, it's I'm time excited for about Guy, it. I want to see it. Well, it's time for Guy Ritchie to have a winner. I mean, he's hit a couple of duds here the last couple of times. Now it's time when he hits it right. He hit not hits it out of the ballpark. He hits it in the stratosphere. And what about really Gentleman? Good. The Gentleman yeah. was great. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you loved we that one for sure. Yeah, I did like that movie. It was yeah. a great movie. It was a very good movie. All right, got about 13 minutes to 8. got to take a break. I want to mention to folks about uh, Godzilla and Kong. And I've been talking about this. This is the movie event that I've been waiting for. I, these are the two of the most iconic monsters of all time, and they're going to face off. In this movie, and it's getting really good reviews from people who have seen it uh, at, at private screens, the big deal in this is there was an 18-minute fight scene. 18, that's a long time in a movie, all right? 18 minutes of Kong and Godzilla going duke to duke, nose to nose, you know, muscle to muscle. So I'm looking forward to that. With that said, we'll be back with Matt Smith in just a moment. Yeah, that tells you a lot about what kind of guy I am. Uh, here in a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're back. We've got a final segment here uh, with Matt Smith. We're talking about movies that are out uh, this weekend. Like I was telling you, I'm going to the movies this weekend. I'm going to have... Uh, uh, my wife with me and we're going to go out with some friends of ours and we're going to go see the courier uh i'm a big uh, comeback fan i love him when he plays dr strange but i got to tell you uh he's going to play a cold war spy and the picture they've got of him in this movie with that that mustache uh just makes me laugh i mean mean, he's got he's got a 60s mustache and it's great it really is great so i'm gonna go see that movie this weekend and i'll have uh matt tell you what else is playing again here in just a moment but i want to remind you about something the governor has been talking about lifting the restrictions that we've been under for over a year now on april 1 and let's just talk about that for a second matt when those restrictions are lifted you started telling me you're going to start doing this again and this again and this again. And, you know, I've missed all the things that you talked about, and you got me all excited now. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, you we, know? We've, we've had these restrictions, and, you know, I want to get them lifted because it's it's something that people look forward to at the cinema, you know. So, I mean, we want to put the, the stand back out in the lobby where we've got all our self-service items. So, you know, you can get all the popcorn butter you want. You can get all the popcorn salt you want. You got your ketchup, mustard, barbecue sauce. 
you know, your coffee sweeteners, you know, your sweeteners for your tea, just all of those self-service items. We're going to put that back in the lobby. Looking forward to yes. being able to do that so people can get as much of that, they, as much of those items as they want themselves. People like to butter their own popcorn, their own yep. style of doing that, you know. And, they, yep. and then we've got those, you know, a dozen different flavors of popcorn salt and, you know, all this stuff was self-service. So we're going to get that back in the lobby. And then I just want to be able to do refills again. Uh, you know, for people that are getting the the drinks, we want to be able to refill their drinks. We haven't been able to do that, and you know, we've got that popcorn bucket where you can just bring that bucket back over and over and get it refilled. Yes. You know, the theater group popcorn bucket, and we want to get back to you know people bringing those buckets in and being able to refill those buckets. And you know, we've got that twenty twenty bucket out there. Um, and it's still going to be usable this year. You're going to be able to use it, you know, <laughs> as soon as we can bring Got it back it. online. That 2020 bucket is still usable, so you're going to be able to bring that in and get your get your popcorn refills. So, you know, we're looking forward to doing that. We hope we can do that April 1st. Oh, man. Uh, it's just, if you're a regular, that's just something that you do. And it, we hate and telling people to be coming out that they can't, you know. And I missed it. I mean, that popcorn bucket, two popcorn buckets is about right for a good action movie. Well, people want to bring their bucket in. They want to fill it up. They want to get their own butter. I mean, if you're a regular moviegoer, that's just a thing for you. Yes, and it we is. Have, we've had to tell people no since May, you know, and, and I hate it. So I'll be glad. I hope it's over. I hope it's over April 1st, you know. All right. I got to tell people now, when I put the butter on my popcorn, I learned something from a six-year-old kid two years ago, and I use it now. When I go uh-huh. to the bu- when I go to the butter machine, you uh-huh. know that you got the bucket; it's already full, and you you put the the butter on top and kind of let it soak its way down. Well, here's a, here's an inside tip: take a soda straw, take the paper off of it so that it's just a straw, and you can put that straw in your pop your popcorn, and then hold it up to the butter machine, and the butter will run down inside the straw to the bottom of your popcorn. I learned that from a six-year-old kid. I'm just That's telling you. That's a moviegoer, man. That's a moviegoer. <laughs> I okay, love that it. kid's at the show. Believe it. I've been using it, all right? And between that and then having the popcorn salt there, my wife won't eat the first few handfuls of popcorn because it's too salty for her. But I love it like that, you know, the ones that make you pucker when you take the first couple of bites off of your popcorn. But then I can't wait, man. You, you brought back memories to me. I'm ready. We've got to get it back. <laughs> People out there for that fresh popcorn, man. <laughs> we can get back get to our lives, brother. That's you know? right. I agree. It, I'm, yes. I'm all about yes. it. Yes. And I'm we've got some good it. movies coming up, but I, you know, I really believe May is going to be blockbuster season again, like it's supposed to be. Uh-huh. May, June, July, August. You know, a real summer movie going season this year. So looking forward to it. So looking forward to it. There's just some great films out there. Black Widow from Disney, May the seventh. Peter Rabbit two from Sony on May the fourteenth. Spiral, the Book of Saul, on May the 14th uh, from Lionsgate with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock. Going to be a good, scary movie. Of course, May 21st, we've got uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead from uh, Taylor Sheridan. Uh, It stars Angelina Jolie, and of course, he wrote Yellowstone and a a bunch of movies that we love. And then uh, May 28th, you've got Cruella from Walt Disney Pictures. And on May the 28th, A Quiet Place 2 from Paramount. Yeah, so, uh, just a lot of good movies coming up in May. So looking forward to getting to that this year. 
Well, if you're a, if you're a moviegoer, all the pent-up uh, movies that are out there, you, it's going to be a great banner year this year and I believe even next year. I mean, you know, once it some starts, once it starts, and I believe we start on May the seventh with um, with uh, Black Widow. We have a highly anticipated movie every Friday for an eighteen month run. Wow! Yeah, it's wow. gonna be great. It'll be great. By the way, let me mention to everybody: get your tickets now for the uh, uh, our our classic movie for one hundred one one FM. The answer: it's uh, Sean Connery in what I think is his seminal movie that he did as James Bond, and uh, it of course uh, is is going to be out there and. Uh, Goldfinger is going to be shown on the big screen again with the famous line, what do you want me to do, Mr. Goldfinger? And Goldfinger says, well, Mr. Bond, I want you to die. <laughs> what a great line, that movie. That is Tuesday, April the 13th, 7 p.m. The tickets are only 5 bucks. You go to Riverdale10.com to get your tickets. You can come out and watch it. Hey, your taxes aren't due till May the 17th now. So don't be worried about your taxes on April 13th. Come on out and see us. Tuesday I've already 13th, done it. 7 o'clock. All right. Thank you, Matt. You have a great weekend, brother. Enjoy your family. We'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate you. We're out of time for uh, this Friday for the Dave Ellswick Show. Always a pleasure to be with you here on the show and having Matt on and telling you what movies are coming up. Go see a movie this week. Get out and do something. A lot of you have already gotten your shots now. you got your immunization. I finished getting mine on Wednesday of next week. I'm looking forward to being done with that. And, uh, hey, Good things are on the horizon. Like I tell you, I'm always a half-glass-full kind of guy, and uh, there's good things coming down the pike. Like you heard Matt say, taxes are not due until May this year. Let me just tell you this. I've already paid my taxes, and I've already got my tax return back from the state of Arkansas. I got that uh, yesterday, in fact. So uh, it's been a good week for me. I hope it's been a good week for you. We'll do another good week next week. What do you say? I'll be back with you at 6 a.m. on Monday. The uh, uh, power panel will be with me, and we'll be talking about all things that are important to you and to the state here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great weekend.